Julian King with you on SEN Summer Mornings. Plenty of people still giving their opinions about Smith and Green and Bancroft and Renshaw and the rest of it. Happy to keep reading those out throughout the course of the program and in the National Rugby League. Big improvers, teams and players for season 2024. But you know what I mean? I think about the debate in the past few days. The beautiful thing about cricket in this country is how us as commentators and you as fans and listeners are all armchair selectors. In fact, experts when it comes to issues of batting and bowling. We're armed with the stats to back it up. And the names I mentioned, Bancroft, Smith, Green, Renshaw, look, it's mildly contentious. It's also plenty of fun, but no matter who Australia picks, it is expected that they'll make light work of the West Indies across their two tests in Adelaide and Brisbane. Barat Sundarayson has been keeping an eye on the tour match between the Cricket Australia 11 and the West Indies at Karen Rolton Oval. He's also watched our dear friend Barat, Cam Green in the Nets, more than anyone outside the coaching staff pleased to say he's on the line right now. Barat, good morning. Uh, good morning, Julian. Yeah, and I'm actually on my way to the Karen Rosen so if you hear my uh, Google map pipe up in the background, uh, I apologise for that. But uh, yeah, there's been <laughs> some road, road closures in the Adelaide Hills, and uh, there you uh-huh. go. Uh, there's some traffic updates for you. I, I have it all for you, Julian. I was about to say, why would you, the Prince of Adelaide, need a GPS to get around what is not a large city? by any stretch of it, road closures. Okay, well, good to know. Uh, listen, I, I want to get your thoughts on the West Indies, uh, Barat, but, you know, selection, George Bailey spoke yesterday, insisted that he picked the best six batters. I, I think on the surface, on sheer weight of numbers, it's difficult to argue with that assessment. Oh, very much so. Uh, and look, um, they've, they've been trying their level best to bring Cameron Green back into the side. And, and why wouldn't they? I mean, you're talking about... a. Uh, Really, really special talent, and we've spoken a lot about uh, Cam Green, the batter. But what he provides with the ball is is, is unique. I mean, you have uh, a genuine batter who can, who will end up making a lot of Test hundreds. Who can bowl at 142, 143 kph, swing the ball around, new ball around, have an impact with the ball. I mean, uh, think back to the Ashes from three years ago or two years ago when England was here. The number of times he got rid of Joe Root and also some other big wickets as well. So. Uh, no surprises that they wanted Cam Green in the side. Uh, and, and in a way, it, it might work out perfectly. Uh, you know, number four is a position that just seems better suited for uh, Cam than uh, number six. Uh, and uh, he's got a longish run at number six. And, you know, towards the end, it kind of tapered off, didn't it? And Mitchell Marsh has owned it now. So I think um, with Steve Smith putting his hand up, and full credit to him for doing that, uh, it might just have really solved uh, a big uh, a puzzle for the Australian selectors, and and, and like, I mean I can't think of anyone who will argue that the top six test batters in the country will be taking the field against West uh, Indies and Adelaide. Do you think Cameron Bancroft has some right to be aggrieved or disappointed? Well, I think it's, he's not the first one in the history of uh, uh, international yeah. cricket or first-class cricket to really uh, do everything right, like he has which has scored a lot of runs, uh, top the run uh, makers tally. Uh, and look, it, it's about team balance. I mean, uh, Cam Green uh, has broken the house down as well in Shield Cricket, hasn't he? And and look, it's, it happens with spin bowlers. It happens with wicket keepers at times where you are super good, but you, there's just someone better than you who's better or better at international cricket than you have. And it's not that Cam Green... Our Cam Bancroft has not got, got a go at Test cricket. He got two goals at it uh, before and after Cape Town. Uh, and, and look, he, he definitely is a better batter. Uh, I've seen his batting develop in the last few years. Uh, but it's 
it's all about timing life and especially cricket selection uh you you can make all the runs you want but if it isn't at the right time or in, in the sense when the selectors are looking at you uh, it just doesn't work out and we've seen so much uh, so many examples of that not just around the world especially in australia over the years Indeed. Okay. The West Indies stumps Karen Rolton day one, eight for two fifty one. Uh, looking through the card here, so some names we're familiar with: Brathwaite and Chanderpaul, Josh De Silva, you know, Alzari Joseph, the the veteran Kemar Roach. A lot of names we're not particularly familiar with. Uh, you caught the play. You watched it up close from day one, Barat. What can you tell us about the tourists? Uh, is there anyone in particular that has impressed you, or that perhaps we should look out for over the coming two tests? Uh, well. Uh, funnily enough, the the one guy I was really looking forward to seeing uh, got, uh, got got zero. Uh, uh, Alec Athenes has been uh, talked up as the future of West Indies cricket, uh, not just by people in the Caribbean. I think Ar Ashwin uh, watched him bat once in a one day and said, "Wow, this guy should will end up dominating the next ten years." So uh, I was really excited to see him. He's got a lot of shots, and uh, like you do, I've been doing a lot of research on the West Indian players, especially the unknown guys in the last. Few days, so there are some interesting backstories. Uh, but it's it, well, uh, Alec is in his early 20s, so is Kirk McKenzie, who batted at number three. But then a lot of others, uh, the guys actually who did score runs, Kawem Hodge and Justin Greaves, uh, Julian, have been around the traps for a while. They're all 29, 30 in their late 20s, uh, even some of the fast bowlers. Uh, so the one guy I'm really, really excited about, uh, we will see in action uh, very soon today is Shamar Joseph. The, Fast bowler from Guyana who's come from nowhere. He was uh, uh, working as a as, as a watch uh, or a, a night watchman just uh, a year ago to kind of keep his family together. And here he is on the cusp of getting a test cap. I asked Craig Brathwaite, who I've known for a long time, uh, yesterday before play. I said, "Hey, Shama Joseph, really, really quick." He's like, "See for yourself, man." So I'm looking forward to seeing him for myself. <laughs> uh, realistically, how competitive is, is this side going to be? Uh, well, uh, honestly, on paper, uh, they don't stand a chance, right? Not just of winning, but of, of competing purely because, uh, like I said earlier, these are basically, uh, especially the new guys, are guys who do not have white ball contracts, who do not have uh, a white ball credentials. And that's why they found themselves here. Uh, and you look at their first class numbers as well, nothing really jumps out at you. Uh, Craig Brathwaite and Sage Narayan Chandapal, uh, start, uh, gave the, their team some good starts uh, during the last summer, which is end of 2022. But both mm. of them had pretty middling 2023. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, against the might of the Australian bowling attack in particular, uh, Julian, I don't think they, they stand much of a chance. And uh, especially those two guys I mentioned, McKenzie and uh, Athenaeus, falling to short pitch deliveries, if you want, in the early 130s on a flat Karen Dolton old pitch, does not bode well for them or us. Uh, but again, look, they, they come with no baggage. They, I, I, I guess we use the expression, nothing to lose very often in sport, but I can't think of another test team who, or a bunch of players who have who literally have nothing to lose. So who knows, it could bring out the best in them mm. and maybe we get some competitive cricket. Yeah, it's just disappointing, isn't it? We don't see the likes of, of Jason Holder and Kyle Mayers and it's a, a discussion for another day, isn't it, about the decay and decline of, of West Indies in the test match format and how, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, your fears for their future in the five-day game, Barat? 
Uh, I, I guess, Julian, it's in keeping with where uh, Test cricket is heading, right? We've had this discussion a lot in the last 10 days or so uh, because of the squad that South Africa have picked for their New Zealand series coming up next month and or later this month. Uh, and uh, I guess the West Indies are the same. But, you know, what is sad is the West Indies announced this squad with seven uncapped players and uh, also a couple of others who played three tests between them before South Africa did. But nobody really batted an eyelid because mm. you've kind of given up on West Indies cricket. Uh, I, I almost feel like, uh, you know, it, it's almost the way my parents looked at me. They gave up on me very early on, Julian. So it reminds me of that. And I can relate with the West Indies team like I always have throughout my life, uh, being a big fan of theirs. But, yeah, it is worrying. Um, it is worrying in terms of uh, how long you can pull this through, right? Like if uh, this series goes the way it does, that would mean two back-to-back uh symbolic visits from the West Indies to Australia. I can't see them coming back. I know it depends on the FTP, but uh, at some point, uh, you know, there will be a tier system in place, I believe, or India, England, and Australia will just start playing more uh, each other more than they do already. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, let's enjoy what remains of West Indies cricket, even if it doesn't uh, feel or look like uh, what we used to know as a West Indian team. Good to get your thoughts. Safe travels. Enjoy the cricket today at Karen Rolton Oval. Thank you, Barat. Uh, cheers, Julian. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. And you. There is Barat Cinderace. Yeah, he talked about how his parents had given up on him. I urge you to have a listen to his chat with Mark Howard on the Howie Games podcast. And Barat speaks very candidly about his drug issues and the rest of it and picked himself up, dust, dusted himself off, and now a valued part of the cricketing media fraternity. We'll take a break.